0: Hello, Father Anthony. Well, here we are again on another day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad, Gary.
1: I am very glad to see you and happy to have another opportunity to talk about mercy in action. Always my pleasure. Uh, Today, uh, we'll be talking a little later uh, with Heather Noop, who is with Catholic Charities. We're going to talk about the experience of delivering mercy uh, in the wake of Hurricane Michael. So with that in mind... um, You've coined this little phrase, "mercy preparedness." Ah, where did yes. that
0: come from? Well, that actually came from the reading that we're going to do today, from the the Good Samaritan. You've heard of him. I am you? familiar yeah, with that yes, story. Yes, okay, good. you know. So, so should we read that now? Yes, please. Okay, let's so, go there and so find let's out. Do that.
1: Let's find out what you're thinking, and then let's
0: see what what he will lead us to do. And this comes to us from the. Gospel of Luke, chapter 10. Then a teacher of the law came and began putting Jesus to the test. And he said, Master, what shall I do to receive eternal life? Jesus replied, What is written in the scripture? How do you understand it? The man answered, It is written, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus replied, What a good answer! Do this, and you shall live. The man wanted to keep up appearances, so he replied, Who is my neighbor? Jesus then said, There was a man going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell into the hands of robbers. They stripped him, beat him, and went off, leaving him half dead. It happened that a priest was going along that road and saw the man, but passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite saw the man and passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan was going that way, and when he came upon the man, he was moved with compassion. He went over to him and treated his wounds with oil and wine, and wrapped them with bandages. Then he put him on his own mount and brought him to an inn where he took care of him. The next day he had set off, but he gave two silver coins to the innkeeper and told him, Take care of him, and whatever you spend on him I will repay when I come back. Jesus then asked, Which of these three do you think made himself neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers. The teacher of the law answered, the one who had mercy on him. And Jesus said, go then and do the same.
1: Beautiful. So Father, we've heard this, I've certainly heard this parable since I was a little kid growing up in a Christian church. And I've always thought about the idea that what you're supposed to do is care for other people where did this concept though of mercy preparedness come in because i was always fascinated is the wrong word i was always there were times i struggled with and there were times i was amazed by the fact that if i remember the scripture as you read it a priest walked by a levite walked by mm-hmm. and those are folks in my mind that I think the Lord's point is they would have absolutely been the people that would have administered mercy. They would have cared for this person, and they didn't. So there, there's some method to your madness in talking about mercy preparedness. Well, well, part of
0: it has to do with the the question that that man asked, that teacher of the law. He wanted to know about having eternal life, and so our entire lives is you know is spent. Preparing for the for eternal life, preparing for the kingdom of heaven. And so when Jesus um, told him about, you know, the neighbor, look at the way that Jesus turned it out, turned it on him. First the man asked the question, Who is my neighbor? Mm-hmm. But at the end of it, Jesus said, Which of these three was neighbor to the man who had fallen among the robbers? So, in other words, are you prepared to be a good neighbor? So it's not just thinking about who your neighbors are, but are you the good neighbor? So are you being prepared for the kingdom of heaven? And if you're being prepared for the kingdom of heaven, it means that you should be prepared to show mercy at all times. Do
1: this, show mercy, and you will live. So clearly then... The way I I guess I'll say historically because I am getting old. The way I've historically thought about the parable is it's about what the Good Samaritan does for the neighbor. But what I'm gathering from how you're talking is that is a major part of it. But it all derives from how the Good Samaritan internally is living his life in anticipation of eternal life. That's right. You know, because and, and when we think of the of the Samaritan.
0: You know, um, if we look back earlier in, the, in Luke's gospel, we'll see how hostile the relationship between the Jews and Samaritans could have been. And so here was a man who no doubt was looking forward to receiving mercy. But the way to receive mercy is to give, it. Is to give mercy, you know. Be merciful as your father is merciful, and blessed are the merciful, for they will have mercy shown to them. And showing
1: mercy, you'll get to heaven. So then what we want to do is um, not look for opportunities to be merciful, as much as we want to, in our hearts, always walk with that element of mercy in us, knowing that if we simply live according to the way that Christ taught in this parable, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. If we do that, we're already putting our we're already preparing to be extensions of mercy to those we encounter without having to plan what situation will occur.
0: That's right, you know. And I don't want to put you to the test, but um, there is something that I I forgot this morning, you know, sort of the mission statement of Catholic Charities. Mm -hmm. What what Catholic Charities says it's setting out to do. And we could encapsulate that in one sentence. We are
1: here to show mercy. And that's true. Whatever mercy we are, I'm sorry, whatever ministry we're dealing with at the particular time all of our ministries as you know as our chaplain all of our ministries are designed to extend god's mercy to mm-hmm. people in need mm-hmm. um, and we've talked you and i mm-hmm. have talked about when we yes. made the decision to um, put the images of divine mercy in all of our lobbies that decision was based on the fact that when people come through our very door by n- by definition they're seeking mercy yes
0: because because they have come to their neighbor, and so instead of coming to say i have a cup of sugar to you know to give you whatever it is it is i've come because i would like a cup of sugar knowing that they'll get it there
1: you know what strikes me too is i think you're helping me to understand the balance between the physical extension of a product that in and of itself is merciful and balancing that with the idea that what I have done is not only changing someone's physical need or meeting their physical need, but there's also an aspect of the spiritual outreach that I've done that I may not appreciate for some time, but that has obviously occurred.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, um, earlier this week, we celebrated the memorial of St. John Paul II. Mm -hmm. And when St. John Paul put forward that, that encyclical on mercy, he said, that it was about the Father who is rich in mercy and that Jesus is the representation of a God who is rich in mercy. And so we who strive to be like Jesus, it means that we are always
1: showing that face of mercy. Well, I appreciate your teaching today. I think it's important then that one of the things that we can walk away with is the idea that we always have that opportunity to receive mercy that we should seek his mercy, and that the best way to receive his mercy, as you pointed out through the parable of the Good Samaritan, is to extend He's that a... mercy to others. Amen, indeed. <laughs> Father, would you close us with a blessing before okay. we get into our interview? So, the Lord be with you. And with
0: your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy
1: Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Father Anthony. Be at peace. Father Anthony with us uh, this morning is Heather Newt. Heather is the Program Director for Family Stability Services and Disaster Recovery Services at Catholic Charities of Central Florida. As we talk about mercy in action, uh, we're reminded of uh, Hurricane Michael and the devastating impact it had on the Panhandle and the Diocese of Pensacola, Tallahassee. Heather has actually uh, led a team from Catholic Charities of Central Florida for the last week um, delivering um, water, food, helping with shelter, etc., up in the Northwest uh, Diocese, and we thought it would be good to talk to her today to get a perspective on what it's like to be in that situation and working on mercy in that situation.
0: Oh, so it's it's very good then, so that Heather is representing the other side of Michael, the Michael who defends us in battle. That is correct. Rather than the Michael who destroys.
1: Nicely done, (laughs) nicely done. Yes, yes. Heather, how are you this morning? I'm good, how are y'all? We're doing great. Can you give, um, give us a sense of what it's like to um, prepare to take a team up there, knowing that you've seen pictures, but what was it like at the beginning of the week when you had it up there?
2: So we didn't really know what we were going to get into. Um, it was funny. We packed all of our rain gear. We packed our rain boots. We packed gloves. We packed walkie-talkies, because um, we didn't really know what kind of a mission we'd be on. Um, but we were all just excited and ready to go up there and serve in in any capacity that we needed. Um, so the team was, was awesome. I said, Hey guys, we need a team of about six to 10 folks that are willing to go up there. And I had, there was no hesitation. I had six people right away saying, we'll go up there. No problem. What are we going to be doing? And I said, you know, I don't really know Like we could be doing food distribution. We could be, um, doing laundry with folks. We don't, we don't know. And, um, they were like, it doesn't matter. We're ready to serve in whatever capacity that were needed. So it was refreshing um, to see because I know that when we had Irma, I'm sure that um, there were folks willing to come help us, so we were ready and willing to go do whatever was needed.
1: That's awesome. You know, I I would be remiss if I didn't mention, Father, the Catholic Charities Agencies um, throughout the province of Miami, throughout the state of Florida, we have a mutual aid agreement that um, we've all agreed to, that in the event of disasters like this, we do all that we possibly can to try and help one another out. And that's the team effort that Heather led. They actually went up and replaced a team from the Archdiocese of Miami that had been up there earlier. So, Heather, when you guys arrived um, um, on site that first day, uh, what were were your um, visuals? What did it look like?
2: So we split into two teams of three. Um, A team of us went to Blountstown, which is about – an hour east of Panama City, and then um, another team of three went to Quincy, um, which is just right outside of Tallahassee. Um, It was, I mean, it was complete devastation, not as much as in Panama City, of course, but um, devastation is devastation, and there was trees down everywhere, some roads we couldn't even get to, um, houses were destroyed, and you could tell that the community hadn't even come back to where they were living, Um, so a lot of houses were still vacant because they were either destroyed or um, they weren't going to have power for about two to three months. Um, So it it was, it was really sad to see. Um, And overall it was just, I mean, there was, there was really nothing there. Um, We were at the different parishes within those communities and people came to get food and water and um, the bare necessities. But you could tell that the community had not even come back to where they were staying or where they were living um, because they either could not get back or their houses were, Um, just inhabitable.
1: So, Father Anthony, we know folks are coming for food, they're coming for water, they're coming for shelter, um, which are all the opportunity for corporal works of mercy, but it seems to me, and we've not asked Heather yet, but I can only imagine the spiritual needs that people are bringing and the emotional needs that they have as they come for those physical needs. How do we tie that into the extension of mercy? You know, I I, I was just thinking
0: when, when Heather was speaking that... A couple of weeks ago, we had students helping to pack, you know, um, food for the mission market. Right. And helping to serve. And one of the things that I kept on saying to the students, when you serve the the people, make sure you look at them. And if you touch them, don't feel that they are any, anybody else apart from your sisters and brothers. And so... That experience gave the students something to to really celebrate because they were actually encountering their true brothers and sisters. And so in the same way, you're not only, Heather, just giving food and water, but you're actually becoming for them Jesus Christ,
1: mm-hmm.
0: as well as seeing Jesus in them. So what does this really do to you as a... As a person, you know when when you encounter them, you know that that that's the question that I'd love to ask.
2: Yeah, so it's it's actually very humbling. Um, so they come to you and they ask you for all these these items that they need that sometimes we take for granted, um, and it's it's very humbling and it's very um, it's it's a good feeling to be out there. Um, and like you said, we are we are Jesus to them at that point um, because they are asking us for for things that they you know, they would never know that they would need. Um, and so it's it's a hard thing to explain. Um, I know that I was talking to my team about it um, and they were like, we're just so blessed to be able to come here and serve. Um, we had a nightly conference call every night with the entire team from CCUSA and um, just going around and talking on the phone about what everybody did that day. Um, and it was just it was, it was it was it was a true blessing to be able to go out there and to be able to do those um, those things for these people that uh, needed the most in this time. So it was it was a great experience.
0: And and also, you know, in them, they they are Jesus as well to you. Yes. Because yes. as when you mention the fact that you are humbled before them, is that the the stance of Jesus? You know, though he was in the form of God, you know, um, he humbled himself. You know, so. So you moved away from Central Florida where you know, everything was nice and cushy and so forth, and moved down, you know, I mean, well, I'm when I say down, I'm I'm not talking geographically now, but yeah. but going down, humbling yourself, you know, to to really wash the feet of your sisters and brothers. Yeah. You
1: know, and that's that's also part of the works of mercy. How Heather, how um how has the team handled this? Um, has there been any struggle with um, coming to terms with the devastation and the, just the incredible amount of need that exists?
2: Um, we, we would talk about it at night, and, um, you know, it, was, it, it could be very upsetting. Um, these people come and they say my house was destroyed, um, and we're giving them some food and some water and doing some loads of laundry for them. Um, so we would talk about it, and um, I think they were handling it pretty well. Um, I think these folks are, um, equipped, um, and willing to serve. So I don't, I don't think that it was, it took a huge toll on them. It took a toll on us for sure because it was extremely devastating just to see the amount of need that was out there. Um, but I think overall and the support of the other CCUSA members and, um, our team is, itself was, was tremendous and being able to do that together and really kind of learning and growing about each other was, was awesome too. Um, so I think the support, was really great for all of us.
1: You know, um, we had a, a team phone call on Wednesday night of this week, Father Anthony, with Heather and the, and the other five team participants, and then uh, uh, Julie uh, Yetter, our Senior Director of Operations, and myself, just to kind of catch up and see how things were going. And, and one of the things that um, I think speaks to the impact that this has on folks, um, and Heather mentioned it earlier, up in the area, for example, of Blunstown and things, they're thinking that they probably won't have power and perhaps running water uh, for the next two to three months. Mm. Um, and, and we're talking about, you know, sending teams back up. One of our team members is actually staying through this weekend. The rest are heading back today, but one of our team members is staying through the weekend. And I talked to Matt Knee, who's the Executive Director of Catholic Charities for the Diocese of Pensacola, Tallahassee. And Matt shared with me Monday morning that, Um, they're seeing their blessings in spite of the tragedy but he said you you have to understand I have people who came back and found that they had no home and he said they work for Catholic Charities and their building in Panama City is destroyed and their parish is St. Dominic's and the rectory is gone and the church is severely damaged and he said so it's, it's like you catch your breath on one and you can't turn where you normally would turn because it's gone. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think folks like Heather and all the wonderful volunteers from around the country who are coming in to help um, have to remember. I think God would want us to, to recall that not only are we the, the face and the, the hands and the feet of Jesus, but um, the, the impact that you have on those folks for three days will be impact that will touch them for months and, and probably years. Yeah, for mm-hmm. the rest of their lives. You yes. Yeah. You know. Yes. Because they they'll
0: always remember it. You know, I mean when when I think of back in back in the day, you know, way back in the 80s, when I experienced my first hurricane, Hurricane Gilbert in Jamaica, uh, there's a woman who drove to the rectory to find out how I was doing after the after this hurricane, mm-hmm. and and so, so I was showing her that nothing was done to the house, you know. So I said, "So how are things with you?" And she said, "I don't have a roof." And she came to <laughs> but see she how came. You, were. you So here was someone who was selfless, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And I and I think that this is how. We can look at those Catholic Charities purses, you know, um, from Tallahassee, right. you know, who saw that. Right. You know.
1: Well, so, Heather, not everyone can go up and, and volunteer in, in the panhandle. Um, what are some of the things that you you're, you think we could share with anyone who might listen to the podcast in terms of things that can be done locally to be of support and assistance? I mean, obviously, starting with prayer. Um, and, and praying for not only the people who have been impacted by losing homes and, and, and uh, perhaps family members, but mm-hmm. certainly praying for those who are responding and, and, and praying that God will continue to bless um, those as they try and recover. But what are other things that can be done here locally?
2: We had a really cool request of um, teen, teens at a local parish uh, that wanted to collect rosaries to send up to the other teens that were um, impacted by the hurricane. So I thought that was really neat. Um, Of course, there's a plethora of food and water, um, but one of the largest needs that we've seen was um, pet food. So um, we've, especially in like the Mariana, um, closer to Panama city area, there was um, folks needing some pet food for their animals, uh, which I thought was interesting because we don't typically think about those kinds of things. Um, So that was a large need in that area. Um, And, I would maybe sleeping supplies. So a lot of the folks that we've been running into um, are staying in hotels or they're staying with friends or relatives in the outside areas, um, and a lot of them have been sleeping on floors. So blankets and pillows would be wonderful um, for those folks that are having to relocate um, due to damages to
1: their homes. So one of the things we can encourage, Father Anthony, through Catholic Charities' website and social media and certainly here at the diocese, is we can encourage folks to look at um, the Catholic Charities of Pensacola, Tallahassee. On their website, they list supplies that they need, Good. and Heather has highlighted mm-hmm. a couple of really important ones. I know that we have some parishes here in our diocese that are actually collecting specific supplies mm-hmm. sure. and then are working um, uh, Catholic Charities uh, for the state of Florida. We have a warehouse in Ocala that we work with called Crossroads Alliance, and they're, um, if we can get the supplies to them, then they make arrangements to ship that up to the panhandle with professional trucks and things. So, um, Heather, I think what we would probably do is encourage folks to contact um, Catholic Charities of Central Florida uh, Mm -hmm. for guidance, um, and uh, they can do that via our web uh, or certainly uh, via our our, uh, phones. um, And uh, we'll continue to just encourage folks to be involved and to pray for those up there. Uh, We thank you and the team for the great work you've done, and uh, I know we'll be working to put another team together to get back up there soon.
2: Yes. Thanks for letting us
0: go so, up there. So we're we're always prepared. So you see so it's not just disaster preparedness but, but I think we could also say mercy preparedness. I like you it. Know, That's great. You know.
1: Nice job. You, you must can... be a missionary mercy.
0: <laughs> I wonder
1: what whatever gave you that idea. <laughs> that is excellent, thank Father. Thank you so much. And Heather, again, thank you.
2: Thanks, Thanks Heather. Thank you.
1: You take and care. Peace be with you.